All right, so we've got a lot to talk about as the Pacers are now down in the bubble. The NASCAR All-Star Race coming up, doubleheader for IndyCar at Iowa. A look back at Road America. Kids going back to school, possibly. If I was in high school, I'll tell you what, I'd be writing some math answers inside my mask. You know, it's a smart way to do it. Look, I'm not, not cheating to get an A. I'm cheating to get a C. Uh, I think my parents probably knew that too because I was not trying to uh, get in trouble for having bad math grades, which I did. It's the Tony D Podcast brought to you by Flooring is Forever. Flooringisforever.com, 317-755-1246. If you're looking for high-quality flooring with a lifetime warranty, 100% kid-proof, waterproof, and pet-proof, Cortec flooring is the way to go. Beautiful options from wood to tile looks, built-in cork backing, makes and creates an extra layer of insulation. Easy to clean and won't stain. Get a hold of Harley today, 317-755-1246. So the Pacers have made it to the bubble, as have most NBA teams, and it seems like on a daily basis we get news that there's a new player that has tested positive. Russell Westbrook, Harrison Barnes comes to mind. But the biggest news what seems to be coming out of the Pacers, uh, I guess, section of the bubble is obviously the news of Victor Oladipo. He came out last week, mentioned that he wasn't going to play even though he was healthy. And I think he's kind of maybe going to go back on that word because if you admit you're healthy and you go down there and you're taking up a roster spot and you don't play, you are not supposed to get paid. So there's a $3 million gap. I know you've read about it. You've heard about it. I do think there's a disconnect between Victor Oladipo and Nate McMillan. I don't think that's anything new. I think that's been going on since Victor's injury over a year and a half ago. Now, I think on the flip side, Victor could go down there to Orlando, play with his teammates five-on-five, feel good, and say, okay, I can play for two to three games, and then, and, and look, uh, this may sound like I'm accusing him. I don't know. But he could go down there and after the second or third game say, oh, I tweaked tweaked the hammy or I pulled a muscle or I've got a sore foot. I can't play. But he's played those two or three games and he's got his money. Now, would that be the first two or three games that they play and that eight-game recharge, whatever you want to call it? I don't know. But it could be maybe he waits and gets to the playoffs and when it matters and it counts, he gets out there and plays and gives it a go. And if he feels good and wants to continue to play great, if he doesn't and he just wants to collect that $3 million for playing a game or two, that's what he's going to do. The Pacers in this situation are like, and I, I, I guess I probably always go to this analogy, but they're like the couple that is probably going to break up here soon. Everybody kind of knows it. And one party really, really wants to stay with this person. And the other party is looking at other options, looking at chances to better themselves in another market, I guess. And the Pacers are going to do whatever Victor Oladipo wants. They want him here, obviously, and he can make the most money here. But if you you can't get blindsided. You're blindsided going into 4th of July weekend when he said he didn't want to play. You were blindsided by Paul George two or three summers ago when he said he didn't want to be here. So you have to do what you did with Paul George. If Victor doesn't want to be here or you have any kind of inkling that he is not going to re-sign 
with you. If anything, whether it's his agent who's in his ear all the time telling him things that, you know, flip a coin on, um, his friends, his closest people, his teammates, whatever. If you get an inkling that he does not want to be here, then you have to trade him going into probably next season or the deadline. And the longer you wait, as we know, the more likely it is you are not going to win said trade. So I hope that the fan. I, I think Victor has heard the fans that want him to play. Hey, you're healthy, dude. Play. Play for our team. You never know what could happen down there. Somebody could get injured. Some some team could take a hit with this coronavirus, and the Pacers could, fi- could be that lucky team that finds themselves you know, making a run. And I think this team is good enough, barring everybody comes back and is in shape. Um, Malcolm Brogdon, Miles Turner, Demonis Sabonis, if Victor plays. Uh, Warren, that bench unit that plays really well. It's been the most consistent unit for the Pacers. I, I just think that this is so up in the air right now with what could happen, how games are played. There's not that home court advantage that it's kind of like pure basketball. It's kind of like, look, the better team, is probably going to win because they're not going to be able to feed off the crowd. And I'm not saying the Pacers are better than the Bucs or the Lakers. That's not what I'm saying at all. But you could go down there, and I just think weird things can happen. I I, I just get this sense that it, it doesn't really level the playing field, but it brings it back a little bit closer than what it's been playing in gyms that and in, in practices that are in convention centers down in Disney. So we'll see what happens. Um, I've been watching that uh, TBT tournament. It wrapped up Tuesday night. The Golden Eagles, the Marquette team, Travis Diener, former Pacer, knocking down a three to win his team a million dollars. It's been fun to watch. It's been live action, something to, to check out. I mean, hell, I've even started watching MLS soccer. I watched almost all 90 minutes on Saturday night of the Indy 11. Congratulations on their 2-0 win. I think they played St. Louis, yeah. Uh, so that was that was fun to watch. I actually enjoyed that, and I don't know if it's because I actually am starting to not mind soccer or I'm just so thirsty for live sports. Big racing weekend, as we know. Felix Rosenquist, awesome first career win. Been knocking on the door since he started an IndyCar, really. Scott Dixon, just the incredible driver that Dixon is, as we saw, gets it done. Gets a big victory on Saturday. Chip Ganassi sweeps the weekend. Awesome for Felix. Scott Dixon, I mean, the appreciation level. We saw him win in Indianapolis. We saw Kevin Harvick win the next day in the Brickyard. And you talk about two guys that are very similar. They've won the biggest race in their sport. They've won championships in their sport. They've been consistent, respectful drivers that continue to get it done well into their 40s. Sorry, guys. It's incredible to watch these two guys. I'm not the biggest Harvick fan my respect level for Harvick is very high. Um, this was probably seven or eight years ago. He was walking through Gasoline Alley, signing some autographs for kids. Some guy yelled down something that was inappropriate, bad language, whatever it was. I don't really remember it in here. But Harvick looked up at the guy and was like, do you feel good about yourself yelling down at me when I'm down here signing autographs for kids? There's kids around here and that. And uh, that was cool. Obviously, he has kids. And then... 
just what Scott Dixon's been able to do over his career. I watched Born Racer last week. It's on Netflix. If you get a chance, spend the hour and a half to watch it. It's incredible. You you, you kind of see that that fierce competitor inside of Scott Dixon that that you know we really maybe don't get to see because he's so genuinely respectful and nice in his interviews and great at what he does. But when that helmet is on and that visor is down, this documentary. Uh, really shows why Dixon is on top of his game, still on top of his game, winning, uh, what, three of the first four races on the IndyCar season. Um, you know, it's chasing a yet another championship, and I think it's incredible that he's only won one Indy 500, but we'll see what he can do in August, 40 days away, possibly. Again, believe it when I see it. Haven't heard back on our end from our tickets, but, you know, the days are are truly counting down until we get to, um, you know, really get close to ramping up. Hey, we're two. Or, we'll really know when we're two or three weeks out what's going on at the 500 for sure. Um, doubleheader weekend in Iowa. Looking forward to that. At Carpenter's, got to watch out for that race. Is that, that that race just seems so fitting for Ed Carpenter Racing? I mean, J.R. Hildebrand, Spencer Piggott, Joseph Newgarden, Ed Carpenter have all ran there. All finished on the podium there, I believe. It's a Chevy track. It seems like Penske is going to be the top dog. Honda always seems maybe a, a, a step behind at Iowa, but doubleheaders Friday, Saturday night. Uh, really looking forward to that. Might have a probably going to have a podcast on Friday heading into that. I've got some other news I'm, I'm waiting to share, uh, but we'll talk more in depth about IndyCar. We got that NASCAR All Star race. How awesome is that? On the Wednesday, they're going to change the paint schemes. It's going to be at Bristol. It's going to be fun. I've got a pool running for that. If you want to check that out on Twitter, but uh, really looking forward to watching that on Wednesday night. Uh, just a different format, and I think we all, you know, will love to see something different. Which, which you know, I, I would say, I guess a benefit of this coronavirus would just be that things are, are th- different. Things are changing and and happening in the racing world. We saw the doubleheader, which would have been awesome if fans were there. Um, with with Xfinity and IndyCar, we saw the Road America doubleheader. NASCARs running during the week, which I have been an advocate of IndyCar running that Iowa race, which would have been, what, last week if we were under normal circumstances that All-Star week. So please continue to wear your mask. Uh, thanks for listening to the Tony D Podcast, sponsored by Flooring is Forever and DNR Sports Breaks on Facebook. I mentioned this before. It's a buddy of mine that runs it. If you collect cards or sporting memorabilia and you want to pick up some great items uh, at a very low buy-in and have a chance to win some awesome stuff to display in your man cave or your garage or to collect if you're a sports card guy, head to DNR Breaks on Facebook, search for it, tell Matt that I sent you, and uh, it, it's it's a hell of a ride. It's a lot of fun to watch. He, he, he breaks a lot of different memorabilia items and sports cards. And I've seen Ken Griffey Jr. and Ichiro autographs. I've seen some incredible jerseys, photos, um, and, and just stuff that's that's hard to find. It's all at a random draw, so you, you never know what you can get. So check out DNR Breaks on Facebook. We'll probably have another uh, one of these later on this week. Looking forward to that. Uh, take care, and thanks for listening to the Tony D Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe here on all of your podcast. I guess it would be networks, right? Take care.